Welcome to On the Brink, a fresh lens to take you and your business to new heights. Hi, I'm Andy Simon. As you know, I'm your host and your guide. My job is to help you see, feel, and think in new ways so you can get off the brink. And I'm always delighted to find people who are going to help you do just that. You know, I'm a corporate anthropologist. I'm a business owner and entrepreneur. I coach lots of folks, but I've learned over the years that new ideas come to you from different places in different ways. And somehow you'll hear something and you'll go, oh, that's what Andy's been saying. But here's somebody else who said it. And all of a sudden I clicked and it helps me do something I've been trying to. So I have with me today a wonderful woman from England. And if you've been hearing, we've had somebody from Paris, uh, somebody from Gabon, somebody from South Africa. The world is coming to us and we're sharing great ideas. Julia Wolfendale is a terrific individual for you to listen to. Let me tell you about her and then she'll tell you about her own journey. She's an executive coach and director at On the Up Consulting. What a great name. She's a author of a new book called Five Ways to Focus. And she's qualified to master's level in leadership and has trained and coached hundreds of leaders in how to be the best selves, get things on the up. Notice the on the up. Um, her clients range from CEOs, directors, senior managers across all sectors. With previous roles as a marketing director for a global sports brand and working in large public sector companies, she's developed an innovative set of tools, training courses, and programs to transform and I say this very important thing, to transform conversations at work. We've had other podcast guests who talked about conversations, and Judith Glazer has that wonderful book called Conversational Intelligence that I use in all my leadership academies, but we live conversations, and those are the crux of who we are and how we interact. She now specializes in strength-based coaching and writing, helps organizations get the best out of their people with coaching conversations. And this is going to be such fun. Her new book, Five Ways to Focus, is available. She'll tell you where. But she also wrote another book called The Trouble with Elephants that she started when she was 12. And so there's a story behind that story, I'm sure. Julia, thank you for joining me today. Hi, it's great to see you, Andrea. Thank you for having me. Julia, I gave them the um, overview of your bio, but I know your story is a rich and a very important one for them to understand why as an executive coach and a trainer, you've moved into this whole area of improving conversations, but building better, better places to be, and also to find them fulfillment and happiness. Who is Julia? Start, let's, let's understand who are you so they can understand why this matters so much. Please. Oh, thank you, Andrew. So, yeah, so I guess my my work career really started out when uh, I got a, a business studies degree and went to work for uh, Adidas, Adidas, the uh, sports clothing brand. And, um, you know, really being part of a big corporate setup really interested me. And um, then I was fortunate enough to be uh, move on and become marketing director at Helly Hansen, again, a global sports sports brand. And having that opportunity to see different cultures, different people in different cultures of the organization and in different countries in the organization, sort of coming together and sharing ideas. That was always something that really interested me. But particularly, I guess I've always been interested in what motivates people, you know, what gets them to 
do the amazing things. And working with sports brands was really interesting because being able to see people perform at their best, you know, use their body in the most incredible ways and, you know, um, to compete and to perform and to really challenge themselves. Um, but from a marketing point of view, I was interested in how, how do you get people to think differently about what they're capable of? So I suppose there was always something in me there around what's led me to now, which is this coaching, you know, so really recognizing that we are capable of so much more. And sometimes we have to challenge our situations, our environments and ourselves to make some changes, to think differently and to find ways that we can be at our best. So that's taken me, you know, many years to kind of come to, the, to this point now where I can say I have a successful uh, coaching consultancy. I'm coaching leaders, um, you, know, every, 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 you know, throughout the week, you know, people have really important jobs and CEOs of hospitals and working with public sector organisations where people have really tough jobs and um, helping them in their, um, in their professional lives and thinking about how they can be at their best. But I also train in organizations and help them develop their leaders by having chats that matter. And that's our signature program, which is around changing the way they have conversations with their people, using a coaching style, recognizing people's strengths, really unlocking that potential and tapping into people's passions and what they care about so that they can be motivated and successful, happy and fulfilled at work. And I guess that's what so many of us care about, but perhaps we don't always have the ways to do that. And I suppose that's why I wrote the book, because sometimes having the chance to focus on the stuff that matters to us and recognise what we're capable of is, is kind of the first steps towards that. So the book Five Ways to Focus is around dealing with the overwhelm, you know, all the other stuff we could be doing, all the other stuff we end up getting involved in, all the other things that we're thinking about, and actually just getting it down to really what matters to you, what changes are you ready and able to make? And what difference will that make for you if you did? You know, it's interesting because I have several leadership academies for corporations. And we're actually at a point where we're talking about um, understanding that leaders must focus. And they must focus on themselves, on one hand, on um, empathy and others, on, but focus. And then the third, on the environment around which they are operating. And I often worry that there are too many things to focus on. And they mm. are often, you know, we're, we're preaching a methodology of getting, you know, really understand what matters at the moment. Um, so that's why I was so interested in what you had learned. Talk to us some more about what kind of, when you say the word focus and on conversations, intelligent conversations, you know, give us a little bit more flesh to this so that I, I think our listeners and viewers can all sort of grab what, what is it you've discovered? Well, I think it's around, you know, cutting through the noise and um, the, the distraction. So sometimes that's the you know, the literal distractions, the things that get in the way of us getting on with the work that needs to be done or the plans that we need to make. But I think also there's the kind of the internal noise as well. There's the self-limiting beliefs that show up, the things that we so easily, um, that we give too much attention to really and believe in when actually we perhaps could look at them, listen to them differently, challenge them, question ourselves, you know. Um, I think so being able to focus on some of the things that are, physically and literally in our way, 
but also what are the things that we've kind of manifested in our own minds that we believe to be our obstacles, but we don't, we've had them for so long that they've just become um, things that uh, we don't even imagine not having there or don't even imagine overcoming. So the book really helps break down, you know, and, and it is focused around what matters to you. So really getting someone to understand what are they really looking for? And if they are thinking about a, a career change, well, really helping them understand and assess their life right now. You know, what's what's the what's working well in aspect all aspects of their lives and and what do they want to have more of or what do they need less of? Um, you know, what why do they value the things that they give so much time and attention to? Or do they value the time and or do they value those things or if they just taken over? Um and so helping people sort of reassess their lives and their work included in that. And help them think about what do they want to learn? What do they want to be able to be or be able to do? Um, and then also helping them think about the things that are really driving them. So what are they looking for by way of a change? And if it is a career change, there might be things that matter to them that they have lost sight of. So I do find that when I'm I'm coaching with people, when I ask them questions around some of the, one of the five ways to focus is, um, what are you really looking for? And it's based around freedom, fellowship, fulfillment, kudos, and money. Mm-hmm. And getting people to rank those in order. So if freedom is a big one, it might be because it might be their first thing. And they realize they don't have enough of that now. And that's what they really do want to focus on. So I'll ask them about, okay, what does freedom mean to you? And it might mean they've got more freedom to make decisions. So more autonomy. Mm-hmm. Or it might mean freedom in the sense of able have a better um flexible mm-hmm. working um you know uh, schedule or you know and then we'll then we'll come to fellowship and it might mean that fellowship is something that is important to them and having a sense of belonging and, and great connection with people at work really matters and and they may not have that now and, and people are suffering from that aren't they because of the hybrid working environment and so long remote working you know so that sense of fellowship might really matter to somebody but they kind of lost it or forgotten about that so I'll help them understand what does fellowship mean to them and if they're looking for it what would it be how would it how could it be represented at work so that might be about um moving into a new team or joining a new organization where they really share the same values you know they feel really connected um, so um, they belong, you know, that's a, that's a strong driver for people, that sense of belonging, yeah. Um, or it might be fulfillment. And I think too often we forget to think about what makes us feel good about work. Work can take up a lot of our lives, but it can be so much more enjoyable when there's a sense of purpose and a sense of personal reward, as well as you might be serving others. And, and that might be enough, yeah? yeah? You know, so where does that what's fulfillment to you and where does that come from and what does that look like and really getting people to recognize that yeah I'm I'm feeling unfulfilled at work and that's the thing that I want to prioritize that's the thing I want to focus on and and that's such such a light bulb moment when people realize that's the thing that's missing but that's not the thing that's ever in a job description or ever advertised you know you don't apply for a job because that will give me fulfillment no you just hope that might come along or you might forget that that was ever important at all um, 
And then kudos, you know, what do you want to be known for? What is it that you might stand out? And there might be that you have some great contribution to make, but it's just not being seen or heard in your organisation or in your role. So how can you be known for that thing that you do or or the thing that you um um or you want you want to have that kind of recognition for? And you might be the go-to person in your organization for that, but is there another place where that could be valued as well? And you take that to a sort of a, a, a biggest, a, a, a grander scale or a great, you know, or do you want to start a blog around, you know, the thing that you know really well that other people struggle to express or struggle to understand? And then, you know, money, what will it take? You know, do you have enough already? And use this is just like a, just finding something that will equally help you pay the bills or, or is this a financial move for you? Is this around thinking, oh, I want to make the move that will really give me the money that I feel is important to me in my life. So, uh, yeah, it's just shifting the focus onto the things that really matter. That, that's what I'm talking about in the book. When you, one example. When you work with people, is there... You've had your own epiphany about how important this is. I won't ask you which of the five matters to you most, but um, <laughs> but but I I have a hunch that the that when somebody does have that epiphany, um, do they then begin to act on it, or and mm-hmm. do you help them actually change so that if in fact they're looking for kudos and recognition, they can find ways to do that, or if they're looking for fulfillment and purpose, they can redefine what the world is and actually act on it. How do you actually take them from discovery to implementation or something? Yeah. And, and, you know, that's a bit that really excites me as well. So I love that whole exploration with, with clients to help them think about things they've never thought about before or bring to the fore the things that really they are clearer that matter to them now. But yeah, they, I don't like to leave people hanging. <laughs> So I always, you know, kind of frame my sessions around, okay, how do, how do we, how do you make that happen now? So very practical steps. So um, another chapter in the book is, is around, um, you know, what can you do then? What's possible? So I'll be asking them, so what can you do in the next two hours about that? What could you do in the next week? You know, the next month, the next uh, three months, the next six months, you know, so that people feel that they can make those incremental steps towards um, the goals, whether it's a, a short term or, or, or longer term, you know, we think about changing the time scale as appropriate. So just breaking things down, that's another part of the five ways to focus approach, make it, make it small and achievable, but still aspirational enough that someone feels this is stretching them and challenging them and changing them, but with the courage and, and sort of the, the confidence to do that. And now, a word from our sponsors, Simon Associates Management Consultants. That's us. And we're here to help you see, feel, and think in new ways. Whether you are an organization that's stuck or stalled, or an individual in that organization who's looking to rethink their own life's journey, Simon Associates has designed programs and processes to help you do just that. Our first book, On the Brink, A Fresh Lens to Take Your Business to New Heights, told the stories of seven clients who were stuck or stalled and a little anthropology helped them see things through a fresh lens, reignite their growth, and soar again. My new book that came out in January 2021 is called Rethink, Smashing the Myths of Women in Business. It's all about how 11 women, including myself, were able to see past the hurdles, the glass ceilings, and the brick walls and become the best that they could be. They heard things like women aren't lawyers and women can't lead and women aren't in geosciences. And they said, of course we are. And they really pushed through and did it with such ease that they want other women to see what's possible 
At the end of the book, I provide a bit of a how-to process for you. If you're on the brink of rethinking your own life's journey, it's time to pause, step back, and ask yourself, where am I going? What's my passion and my purpose? And am I there or can I get there? Send us your emails to info at andysimon.com and we'll get right back to you to see how we can help. On andysimon.com are some free chapters for both books. And you can also join our newsletter and our Facebook group, Rethink with Andy Simon. We are bringing together women to help other women do what they can't do by themselves, very often to see what's possible and become the best that they can be. Come join us. And now back to our podcast. (laughs) You know, I think you get so excited about what you're doing. It's really quite remarkable uh, because people are in need of uh, pause, rethink of where they're going. Mm -hmm. They need a new story about what they are becoming because they live a story that's in their minds today. Once you got that story there, you think that's reality, but it may not be killing, right? So and, true. And and how, so do, true. I, and how do I so, my story? Yeah, so true. And for me particularly, I can remember sitting in my, I did a business studies degree and I can remember being asked in my university class to sit and write down what I wanted to be and do. So I wrote down that I wanted to be marketing director um, by 25 and I was. <laughs> and then it's a bit like, oh, now what? <laughs> and then, yeah, and then I um, had my first child and I had fantastic, fantastic job, you know, as marketing director. And um, had my first child, and then everything sort of changed. My priorities changed, and um, I can remember being uh, stranded at Schiphol Airport in Holland um, after having um, there was some problem with the plane, and we couldn't fly home after having travelled over to a sales conference with the company, and really just weeping that I was already going to have to leave my six-month-old daughter for even longer. And at that moment, I thought something's really changed for me that if I'm going to do the work, if I'm going to try, if I'm going to have to be away from my child, I really want the work to be fulfilling. And it it changed. So what excited me when I was 25 and and grew up to 30 was, yeah, the marketing, you know, the campaigns, the brand building, all of that was fantastic. And then suddenly my social conscience just really kicked in. And I worked for 13 years in the public sector as a as a manager in a local authority, managing and organizing children's services, which was really <laughs> deeply fulfilling as well. So, you know, I think to be able to ask these questions of yourself at different times in your career and different times in your life, because you'll want different things and it's okay. And I think people think that you get, you get one shot at choosing your career when actually there's, there's a very many varied paths to get to work to feeling fulfilled and satisfied at work. You know, it's so interesting, Julia. After my second book came out, uh, Rethink Smashing the Myths of Women in Business, um, I took the um, how do you do that at the end, and I turned it into an online do-it-yourself video um, uh, program where you can rethink your story, not just for your career, but for your life, which is really Mm. important as well. And, and I love when people take it because it, it, sometimes you need a guide, a you or a me, but more often you just need the discipline to try and pause and know what to do to rethink your story. Sure. And yeah. as you start to walk, I mean, you think of your own story, you had to have an, an epiphany. Something went in your mind that went swish. And it was a catalytic. I always say people, if you want to change, have a crisis or create one. Um, because <laughs> the habits take over. It's so much easier not to change. Um, <laughs> even if you're not happy at the end of the day and you're not happy in the morning. 
when I coach people, I say, well, if you're not happy in the morning, we have to change the story. Let's go to bed with a happy story that you're going to wake up with. So your mind is working on the happy, not on the, yeah, you're, you are just what you believe. And it is so somebody, true, right? It isn't somebody's doing to you. You're doing it to yourself, right? Yeah. And I think the thing to notice is that we all experience our jobs differently. We all experience our own situations differently. So just because, you know, other people in your team might think this is the best job ever for them. But if it's not working for you, it's really okay to just check in with yourself. And if it's not fitting in with your family or your other priorities in your life, it's totally okay to ask yourself, you know, what what am I really looking for? Um, And the book in the book as well, I talk about change points and boiling points. And the, the difference between those is the change points is when you a change is is coming about. So the organisation is restructuring. Do you know what I mean? And and you know you kind of that 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 change is kind of naturally occurring, or it might be a, a change in yourself, like you. You're approaching forty. We I see a lot of people who are kind of reaching milestone birthdays and have a rethink, like you say, pause, reset, reevaluate. Um, or it might be that the you know a pandemic has has caused a lot of people to reevaluate evaluate their lives so there's change points that occur anyway and they, they they either come about unexpectedly because of um external circumstances or because of, of natural process of aging or, or life change and then there's boiling points and it's important to pay attention to both because the boiling points are they're kind of less easy to spot but we if we tune ourselves into them we know we're approaching them so it's when those work stresses are just compounding. And then it might just take something happen at home as well, which is the trigger. But actually work wasn't great anyway. But then suddenly work just felt unsustainable or or too difficult to, to face every day because there's now other stuff that's not going well in another part of, of life. And so many people are, have got additional caring responsibilities now, haven't they, with age with our aging population, etc. So I just think, you know, noticing what those boiling points are as well and, and having that courage to kind of check in and, and ask for help, you know, to reach out and ask for a coach to, you know, to take or, or, to, or get, get read the books. You know, these the help is available. Um, but to notice that you might be at a boiling point and people might be thinking, yeah, I need to change things for me because otherwise these change, the changes I'm experiencing with them within myself are not me at my best self. And it's about taking charge. It takes a lot of courage. It does. And, and, you know, as you as you think of your own story, I love the story because you had a plan at the beginning and, and you actually fulfilled it. You didn't have to stay in it. Um, and mm-hmm. your life took a turn because you had this wonderful child and you realized there was more to what you were all about than just what you were doing at the time. That's okay. Sure. Now, now you've taken another turn past that. And, and, and I, I do think that the most interesting time is a startup time because that's when you're in the explorer stage. You're really not quite sure what this is, but I know what I'm doing isn't it, whatever that means. And life is a short journey. Uh, and when one of the, the biggest challenges, and I have a hunch you're going to begin to see it, is people are reaching that age of sort of retirement, and they have no plan for the next phase or the next phase mm-hmm. in their journey. And it doesn't take them long to have an aha moment, which says, this is not what I expected. There's only so much golf I can play. And, and it's not the financial money that's motivating me. It's fulfillment, it's purpose, it's recognition, it's fellowship, it's belonging, it's all the other things. Now, you have to remember we're humans. 
And humans need all those other things. You know, Daniel Pink has a wonderful book called Drive. What does he talk about? Autonomy, mastery, and purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and I do think that, you know, and, and humans are herd animals. You know, the secret to our success is our, our collective minds. It's sharing ideas. It's really understanding that what you think is just about you is more than just about you. It's about, you know, the world that we live in as, as people. And it's a great time. And, and your book is a great, I mean, I'm listening to it. I'm saying this is really terrific because it gives people a way of reflection as well as purpose and intention to begin to move into the next part of their journey. And it's okay. You don't fail. Mm-hmm. You just take yeah. yeah. on the next part. Well, and that's pretty cool. Uh, are there any illustrative cases that you can share or are they all private cases you don't want to share? Or Well, it- yeah, because it's confidentiality, isn't it, with, with coaching people. So I, I always really um, preserve that. You know, that's really important. But I suppose the, the book really is... Um, has the tools that I use in coaching are the tools that are in the book uh-huh. so you know they've come about because I tried and tested and they are the things that help people shift their thinking and I think that that's the that's the um what I know really works well is giving people that space to reflect like you say and think about this what's possible and really tap into their true potential and I think focusing on people's um possibilities is such a shift because our self-talk can be so negative around what what we're not going to be able to do or um why we're not as good as somebody else so I just think through that you know and I've learned that through the coaching that perhaps we do have share a dim view of ourselves and through coaching it's always about discovering what someone's really capable of and that that's really exciting and through through the book as well the questions that I ask people to ask of themselves will be ways that they'll discover what they're really capable of and and even sometimes just you know just just giving people a chance to to check in and go at their pace, um that that's the beauty of it with a book is that that it's just all kind of um yes you, you, yeah yeah it's in bite sized chunks. Well, you know uh, sometimes the mirror isn't showing you what is real, and you're having a hard time figuring out who am I, where am I, um and the pandemic sort of accelerated a lot of those questions, and in some ways everybody started to reflect on what's next. And coming out of the pandemic is as challenging as almost being in it because you can't go back to what was before and you're not quite sure what's coming next. And uncertainty is one of those things that make people most uncomfortable. You know, they think things should be the way they are. Well, but they aren't really. And you're crafting them as you're living and you need to see the future if you're going to live today. This has been such Mm -hmm. fun. Julia, are there one or two or three things that you don't want our listeners to forget? Because those are always important. Yeah. So I think um, that they get to choose. They get Uh to choose how to think and they get to choose what to do with their thoughts. That's a big idea. Say that again. (laughs) You can choose. (laughs) You can choose how to think. So you can you can choose to cut through the noise and to focus on the things that matter to you. But that that does require you to sit down and really think, okay, what matters to me? And if you feel that you're being driven very much by what other people's expectations are, you might find that things feel a little empty for you at the moment. So being able to for people to really um, reevaluate and have that kind of, like through the book, there's always a big question that helps people reflect, followed by some action questions that really help people move forward with that insight. And I just think everybody's insights are are true for them. 
and everybody's actions have to be right for them. So it's not about comparing with other people. Everybody is on their own path. And sometimes it feels like you've strayed from your path. But hey, that can be part of the path to realize you're where you don't want to be right now. And that's a chance to, you know, come back a couple of steps or take a different turn completely. And, you know, so not so not to be so harsh in judging um, how you are in your situation and remind yourselves that there is a way to rethink and think yourself out of a particular situation. Um, but it, a lot of it will will mean thinking well of yourself yes. um, and dis- and rediscovering really what, what's available within you. Coaches always think about, I, mean, I particularly like this stance as a coach, I'm very much a supportive, challenging coach, um, but I really believe in people's resourcefulness. And, um, you know, reminding people of that, I think, is important to sort of tap into what's already there and how it can be reused and and um, kind of used to point the way forwards for somebody. What's so exciting about what you're saying is that it's in your hands. <laughs> and I, I preach that as well. If you think that the problem is outside yourself, that's the problem. Um, because you can't fix the outside of yourself. You only can fix how you see, feel, and think about it. And if you can't craft a new story, you can't live a new story. And and so, you know, when I I work with people who who move this way, as you're asking them hard questions, you you have to come to the point where you're ready to move this way to Mm -hmm. begin to hear your own self, your heart beating. If you can focus on that heart and begin to see what makes you, remember, we decide with the heart and the head comes last, the eyes, the heart, the gut, and then the head. So don't try and keep yourself out of it. you got to feel yourself out of it, right? That's right. And those boiling points, you know, notice that you're experiencing those. Even if, you know, people people like you aren't, if that's your experience, notice it, you know, and, and, and notice what you can do about it rather than kind of sit with the problem too long because they, um, that's when we get really stuck and withdrawn and, and disengaged and disillusioned and disconnected. And it's so much harder then, isn't it, to kind of come back and, and offer up your best self to situations. So just notice that. It's good. Well, and as you notice it, ask, talk to people. You know, I often when people are looking at career changes, I say, well, have you spent any time with anyone who's in that career? Often, mm-hmm. somehow they're imagining what it would be like to work in that field. I said, well, go, you know, take a leave from your job and go test it out. You're imagining, you know, something is better than what you have, but you may not really know what it is and why it's better. Uh, And and just give yourself a little room to go. I'm an explorer by nature, my archetype. I'm an explorer. And Mm -hmm. I like discovering. I'm an anthropologist. I like to see things. All of the folks that you're working with need a little time to step back, pause and take a look at where they are, what comes next. And it's okay. And it may not work. Um, I taught a course on entrepreneurship as a visiting professor at Washington University. And every one of the entrepreneurs said the same thing. I opened three businesses, two worked, one didn't, I never failed. And I thought, what an interesting way to distance yourself from the outside and never think of yourself as the problem. It was interesting. It was. Yeah. And very empowering to be able to say, no, this is not working for me anymore. And I think I've got something else to offer somewhere else is a good thing to be able to do, you know. Um, Where can they find your book and can they buy your book on Amazon or someplace? Absolutely. Yeah. So the book Five Ways to Focus by Julia Wolfendale is on Amazon. 
so in the US and the UK and worldwide. <laughs> and um, also on my website on theupconsulting.com, people can drop in there and there's more about the book in there and uh, what we offer in terms of coaching and consulting services as well. That's great. I'll repeat that. It's called ontheupconsulting.com, correct? That's right. That's right. And we also have a a Udemy course, udemy.com. So the five ways to focus course is on there as well if people want to try out a self-led coaching course. Udemy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's terrific. What a great idea. Okay, my friends, thank you for joining us today. Julia, thank you for joining us. It's been such fun. I love you. Your book is full of of really important insights about how people can see, feel, and think in new ways. So it's absolutely perfectly aligned with what we try to do and help people. For those of you who are watching, thanks for coming. It's always a pleasure. Uh, Remember, that you decide with your heart and your eyes. So if you're stuck or stalled, go explore. You know, spend a little time talking to people, maybe even Julia, maybe even me, but begin to think through, who am I? Where am I going? And you don't have to do it alone. You often need an echo back, a place to vent, some place to see, feel, and think about where you are in life at a moment. And once you get so closed in, you don't see anything that's going on. Your mind deletes anything that challenges that story you've got. It's time for a new story. But you don't need to do it all by yourself in creating it. And remember, your brain loves the habits, the familiar. They love the story that you've got and they love pleasure. But is what you're doing giving you pleasure? So it's a great time to pause, step back, and rethink. The five forces will help you do that. So on that note, remember, I love your emails, info at andysimon.com. Our website is simonassociates.net. And my books, Rethink, Smashing the Myths of Women in Business, and On the Brink, A Fresh Lens to Take Your Business to New Heights, are both on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, local bookstores, and they continue to sell. You know, On the Brink came out in 2016, and it's still going strong. So I thank you all for, I don't know, just being good fans. Thanks again. Have a great day, Julia. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye now. Thank you.